All right, and welcome back to another episode of Rebel with the Cause. I'm your host, Eric, and joining me on the line, Nick, otherwise known as Denvar the Libertarian. How's it going, buddy? Denvar? What the hell is that? <laughs> you know, like a, <laughs> like a Conan, but he he abides by the non-aggression principle, and he doesn't punch out camels. I, I like to... I'm pretty I'm a pretty stout guy. You know, I can be Denvar. I'm fine with that. I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. <laughs> uh, no problem at all. Uh, so uh, I put out the call to to have guests on, and... I immediately got slammed with every kind of DM you can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> I figured I'd retweet that one because I, I figured you'd get a whole bunch of people chiming in. So <laughs> glad, I'm glad I got to be on one of those. Oh, so you're to blame. Okay. No, just kidding. <laughs> no, it was really funny. Now I've got like uh, 16 guests in the next two weeks. So uh, I think I'm Dude, set on set. it. Yeah, I'm set on episodes gonna, until July. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to slam through and just record them all so you can like take a month off and just publish them? Yeah, pretty much. I'll, I'll probably need a month to edit all of them, you know, <laughs> get them out there. Nice. Well, that's good. You put out the call and people responded. That's how it's supposed to work. Yeah. So for uh, anybody out there listening, I've got like five to do today alone. <laughs> so this is pretty crazy. And one no, of them's not even my show. I get to be on somebody else's. So Awesome. <laughs> oh, well. But... Denver, how's it going in uh, your neck of the woods? Uh, you know, it's not bad. It is. We're starting to open up businesses again. And by we, I mean, you know, the government is allowing, allegedly allowing people to do things. <laughs> um, but there's still there's still stipulations. In theory, you're supposed to be wearing your mask if you're in a store in, in Denver. Yeah. Of course, all the other jurisdictions, they've got their own little little regulations and things like that. But I mean, out driving around today, there was, it was pretty much normal traffic. People are out there. People are out running, walking dogs and things like that. So yeah. it's not, I mean, it's not all that bad, but yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of stupid things coming down from the cities, but not much. I don't know. I guess you can go march around at the Capitol, but not much you're going to do about it. Yeah. It was a, one thing I kind of noticed down here in Louisiana is like when they first announced this, you know, you know, shelter in place type thing. Um, you know, I was still seeing a bunch of people out and about and, you know, some of them be wearing masks and some of them wouldn't. And then in about the last month, I started noticing more people wearing masks and, you know, now they're, you know, giving you the stink eye if you're not wearing it or standing what they perceive is closer than six feet to them. Right. Yeah. But, uh, right. this last past week it's been, it's like, okay, yeah, we're, we're done. <laughs> We're just, we're just going to go places. There's a couple of Mexican restaurants that just say patio open. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh-huh. restaurants aren't even supposed to be open yet. <laughs> well, that's the same here. There have been a couple stories, um, you know, some out in rural Colorado where they're just like, no, we're just opening up. Yeah. And, and you look at, you look at the numbers out there. Yeah. There's, there's probably been a handful of people who have had it, you know, maybe one death. Yeah. You're talking about a city of like 500 people and like, what what's the point of this? It doesn't make any sense. So it's, it's all over the news. Like got to make a big issue out of it, even though like objectively you're like, there's no problem there. What's the big deal? But uh, yeah, it's been one overreaction after another for this whole thing, you know? Right. How about, how is like just the general temperament of people down where you are? Like, are you seeing a, uh, an uptick in just kind of like weird ass stories, like Florida man style uh, <laughs> stories in your area? <laughs> I haven't really noticed anything like that. I mean, it's you, you can definitely tell who the Karens are in the group. Right. Because uh, like I said, you know, I don't go out in a mask and gloves. And uh, <laughs> I have gotten my fair share of, you know, 
the dirty looks and then immediately whispering in the ear of somebody next to him. It It's almost like that scene out of uh, They Live you know, where he's walking into the bank. We've got one that can see, you know. Right. <laughs> yeah, there's I mean, in in the city and county of Denver, that's where I live. I mean, you're supposed to be wearing it if you go to a store. And in theory, you know, you could get hauled off if you're not complying. Whether or not that is really going to happen or not, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I wore my mask when I went to my local pizza place just because I know they're trying to stay in business. I'm like not trying to bring any negativity to them. So I was like, I'll throw it. I'll throw on my little my bandana just for that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there's there's more people wearing it out here um, than there was before. But it's funny because you go back in the timeline and it was like originally, no, 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 you don't need to wear it. Now it's all of a sudden, oh, my gosh, you're going to go to jail if you don't wear it. Like it doesn't make any sense that big flip flop. Yeah, and even if you look on the instruction manual on some of these uh, masks, it all says, you know, this is to prevent you spreading a disease to others. You know, right. so if you're showing symptoms and you've got a fever, you know, maybe put the mask on and put gloves on while you're. If you have to go out in public, you know. By the way, you should be at home taking bed rest <laughs> if if you're showing those kind of symptoms. But if you have to go out, please wear this stuff. Right. Because it'll contain the spread to just you, you know. Right, right. And even if you point that out to other people, it's like, well, you know, the government told me to put it on. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> well, it's funny, too. The uh, So the news, when, when I don't know, when the mayor came out and said, oh, yeah, you got to wear your mask. You know, the news reports later that night, it was all about, you know, Denver passes mask uh, mandate. Well, they don't like go into any detail on it. So obviously everybody hears that one thing and assumes that oh, I got to wear it everywhere I go all the time. This is what they said. It's like, no, no I mean, you could do a little bit of research if you want to. Yeah, you could, like, but I, you, they don't encourage that. <laughs> so anyway, I, what I was asking for on that, you know, wild stories question earlier was that there was a story here in Denver the other night. It was some guy was out driving on the interstate and I didn't do a whole lot of research. So maybe I'm messing <laughs> up the details, but, you know, he hangs a left. And then he ends up on a golf course and he's driving into a lake that's on a golf course. Okay. In the meantime, he's on connected to OnStar telling someone that he's currently drowning. And oh, you're just like, okay, this, this doesn't make all, this doesn't make a lot of sense. It's not like you just like accidentally take a wrong turn, go all the way through <laughs> a golf course and end up in a pond. But uh, I don't know. That just is just kind of like one of those things like clearly this, this person was not stable and something must've snapped. <laughs> yeah, there was probably a lot of stuff that happened prior to that to happen. Right. I mean, right. unless he was pulling a Michael Scott where he believes that technology was trying to kill him by telling him to drive in through the lake. <laughs> Go reference that old episode. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's right. <laughs> now, but I, th I think that's probably the biggest concern, too, is like you got all these people cooped up. You got, you're going to have a lot of other issues coming out of this from being stuck in your house not be able to go out, maybe don't have a job, can't feed your family. I mean, there's yeah, cabin there's, fever is a real thing. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, they so uh, this, uh, another one of those things that haven't been reported on too much is that there's been a little uptick of uh, suicides. Mm. You know, because you know that's what happens when 30 million people are out of jobs and <laughs> yeah, they're, they're having a hard time uh, keeping up with stuff. And you know, then they go to the grocery store and like milk and you know meat is now starting to be in short supply. Right. So I, I guess at some point we're going to see how hard people really are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not a, not a good situation at all, man. I, I don't know. This is kind of, it's an, it's an interesting, interesting for sure. Yeah. I've always said that the uh, veil of 
civility is, is very paper thin. <laughs> yep. It's the thinnest material on the planet, and if it ever yeah. shreds. <laughs> Absolutely. Look out. Absolutely. But yeah, as far as, you know, people acting a little obtuse around here, it's just been, you know, just kind of getting, you know, rude looks if you're not wearing a mask. Uh, yeah. People have been, you know, a little more, okay, well, let me step over here while you walk through so that we're not getting too close to each other. Right. Which, which I think would have happened anyways, even if government hadn't come out and said, yeah, you got to do this. Yeah. Yeah, there's no question. I mean, my office went to a remote situation like two weeks before it was ever something that was, you know, come down from on high from the government. It's like people were already responding to this before the magical law of government came in. So, I don't know. Yeah, it was the same thing with uh, my job. And I had just started working there. And like my first week, already two thirds of the office was at home. Yeah. <laughs> and then at the end of that first week, they just say, okay, here's a laptop, monitors, and a and a docking station. You know, you'll just be working from home. And I was like, yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> I hadn't even met anybody else in the rest of my team, but sure. Yep, I'm on it. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Yeah, we, we could make this whole conversation about like engineering and crafting and all that kind of stuff and like have everybody turn it off in like two minutes. Oh, yeah. Just start boring them to death with uh, inverted elevations and <laughs> and grading details. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> you never know. That might be like a number one question I get afterwards. Like, inverted elevation. I was like, yeah, you got like ground level, which would be zero. <laughs> and a foot below that would be negative one. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, explaining to someone, oh, that, the elevation of that is 125 feet. I'm like, what do you mean by 125 feet? Well, 100 is actually zero. What do you mean 100 is zero? <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit different story when you get up in the mountains where there's actually, you know, terrain. Oh, yeah, yeah. That always throws me off. We do work <laughs> all across the country, and all of a sudden I'm getting down to elevations where it's like five, five feet. And I'm like, wait a minute, I'm used to 5280. What's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like here in Louisiana, uh, I'm practically right next to the Mississippi River, so my elevation is 17. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 17 feet above sea level. <laughs> yeah, and then when I was uh, living up in Dallas for a few months, that was uh, you know anywhere from about 300 on up to 600 feet. So yeah, yeah, it's practically in the mountains. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of mountains too, I'm glad you brought that up. They, they have. Still not open the mountain drive. So you can drive up to the top of Long, Long's Peak and Pike's Peak down in Colorado Springs. But right now they haven't even opened those roads because they're worried about where they're like, okay, people are still going to gather at the bathroom and at, at the top they're going to gather. And we don't want to encourage, you know, people being together and spreading this thing. I'm like, yeah, is that really a problem? I mean, everybody's, you know, Everybody's been camping before. You don't have to go in the designated bathroom. You can go yeah, somewhere I mean, else. You got the woods. <laughs> You're up on top of the mountain. Just let it fly. It's going to be fine. But <laughs> it's like, have you ever seen bear shit? You know, <laughs> I dare say that's probably nastier than anything that's going to come out of a person. So yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's like the places where you could definitely like distance yourself the most just by by nature. Is the place where no 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 you can't go up there yet. That's it's not quite safe. I don't I don't, I don't know how we're going to deal with this. Yeah, that's like the uh, Governor Whitmer of uh, Michigan. She's like, uh, yeah, you can go out on a boat, but you can't use a motorboat. I was like, what? <laughs> talk about arbitrary, right? That doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> it's almost like she had like a little three by five index cards like up on a wall, and yeah, you yeah. just throw darts at them. Yep, let's go with this one. <laughs> 
you can ride a bicycle, but no motorbikes. It's like, what? what? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, now we're coming into springtime and, you know, sun's coming out. Had a nice little blast of cool air the other night. So it was actually kind of nice outside. Uh, but no, don't go outside. You know, <laughs> whatever you do. Yeah. Stay yeah. sheltered up in your house with your recirculated air. <laughs> <laughs> well, that when this whole first thing started, I went out to the park uh, with my daughter and we're just kicking a soccer ball around. It's me and her in the middle of a giant open field. And I see uh, a little minion walking towards us. Oh. And I'm already like, oh, Jesus, here's the here's the park Nazi coming out. Yeah. And so we just keep kicking back and forth. And he's like, uh, sir, are you familiar with uh, Executive Order 2243? the hell it was it's like no tell me about it barney <laughs> i was like, i had no idea what are you talking about <laughs> oh man so he's like well we're trying to discourage people you know gathering in large groups and we don't want a game to break out i'm like who's gonna come play with me and my daughter in this mini soccer ball where there's no net you know <laughs> he's like well you know he grovels a bit yeah so i'm like so basically running's okay but running with a ball while kicking a ball is not okay no. he's like yeah yeah <laughs> got it gotcha makes sense well maybe the one good thing that comes out of it is like as we're walking away i'm like ranting to my daughter so then for the next i don't know week or so she starts kind of repeating like well it's just so weird that the government told us not to do this out there blah, blah. i'm kind of like just smiling inside just yeah i love this <laughs> yeah it was a uh... Kind of like that with me and my son uh, prior to all this when he got sent home with a laptop and told he's going to do school from, you know, distance learning, as they're mm. calling it. Uh, he had gotten called into the office for not standing up during the Pledge of Allegiance. So because <laughs> I had told him, I was like, yeah, the Pledge of Allegiance is, you know, it was written by a socialist. You don't have to do it if you don't want to. And if they right. any say anything, you know, tell them to call me and here's my number, basically. Right. Yeah. So I, I got in trouble for that. Well, that, that was kind of fun. <laughs> because my yeah, wife is like, like i was like i he's like just uh, you, you can't do that <laughs> i was like well i can and i did it's fine <laughs> yeah i get i get lots of eye rolls from my wife on some of the things that i tell the kids but whatever <laughs> oh yeah 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 get the same thing with the three-year-old because uh today she was like really really like roughhousing playing with me like like slapping my face and stuff yeah and i don't want to get like uptight and mean and start yelling and screaming and everything so it's like okay you know you gotta stop i understand you need a physical outlet but you can't just smack me and i said it's really gonna be tough after you turn five and i put you in brazilian jujitsu and of course life she's like what i was like yeah she's blonde hair and blue eyed she's gonna have to keep those heathen boys off of her right for the rest of her life yeah yeah i think you you generally kind of want your daughters to be a little more assertive than I guess the other way. I don't know. I don't know what's better or worse. <laughs> yeah, it's like look around. You know, older brother and dad isn't going to be there all the time. You know, right. <laughs> At some point, she's going to have to get bloody knuckles. I'm just saying. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Take that equality. <laughs> oh yeah, it's a. It's been a kind of fun. It's a more uh, observational humor that I that I find in the whole thing. Even with like the six feet, you know, social distance thing where you're, we're all standing in line, but six feet apart. You know, I've seen people like walk over the little tape that's on the floor that's supposed to denote six feet. Um, people reaching up on shelves, grabbing things, looking at it and then putting it back on the shelf. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. You just touched that. 
<laughs> you weren't wearing gloves. What are you doing? Right. And then, of course, the, the whole uh, mask situation, just driving by with people in cars and they've got like masks and gloves on in their cars. And it's, <laughs> I was like, those are your farts. They're in right. there. It's yeah. all you. <laughs> now, to say nothing of like being cooped up in your house, breathing your own recycled air, not officially recycled, but yeah, you know, just in general concept. I mean, that's probably not the healthiest way to go about it. That's not the way you draw it up. If you're like, how could I be the most healthiest? I should stay in my house temperature controlled for a couple months. Yeah. I guess not, that doesn't, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Even if we didn't have this crazy, you know, alleged pandemic going on, you know, if you would have told that to a psychiatrist, well, I decided to take a couple months off and just stay inside. They would be like, okay, well we now have concerns. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. That's not going to work out very well for you, but uh, <laughs> knock yourself out. And you're going to a store in a, in a mask and gloves. What, what's going on? What did your yep. father do? Now I'm going to get all the psychologists upset with me. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that, that's not a frustrating thing too. It's like, you can't, you don't have a good grasp on the numbers of anything. Cause you look at one set of numbers about deaths or who's infected or who's not. And yeah. how many cases, this, that, the other, I mean, there's so many different ways to, to flip it and so many different ways to ana- analyze it. And every set of data has different like breakdowns and breakouts. It's like, how are you ever going to make sense of anything? And then to just go, well, I guess the CDC said something, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that. I mean, just that part just aggravates me. Yeah, the the wild thing has been uh, YouTube taking down the COVID nineteen videos from like various doctors and stuff. Yeah, it's like, well, yeah. all this is false information. I was like, well, is it? <laughs> well, and not only that, it's like, okay, even if it's like, yeah, that maybe let's say it is false. Like, who who cares? Okay, like that's why you have a comment telling, section. Yeah, you're telling people that like you're not smart enough to look at a video and make judgments for yourself. That's, that's what that means to me. Yeah. Which I don't know. Maybe people don't. Yeah. Now if those... they went to government schools, they may not, I guess. <laughs> yeah. That's there's some, there's some real dumb dumbs out there, but uh, at, you know, at the same time, you know, the only thing that defeats bad ideas is good ideas. So if you've got uh, you know, a video out there and even if it's, you know, a hundred percent factually incorrect, you know, have, you know, promote the other video that's going to show what a hundred percent facts are. Yeah. Or at least have definitely. some kind of discourse down in the comment section, but you know, yeah, like, there's no, nothing we'll wrong with, yeah, there's nothing wrong with, okay. Whether you're writing something or recording something and somebody coming back on and say, you know what? Uh, I, I disagree with that. And here's why. And that, that, you know, hashing that out, that's a good way to learn. It may change what you think. It may change what others think. Like what, what, why would you want to just like out of hand say, Nope, you're not allowed to watch that. And here's why, because we, we, we know better than you. Like that's, that's basically the excuse. Yes. Uh, daddy government said this and they, they approved it from the CDC, you know? Yeah. There's like no real thought process to go and in, go into it. And then, um, <laughs> the, the pandemic one was the one that it kept popping back up on various YouTube channels all, all throughout yep. the thing. And, uh, so it was, sitting down and watching some of the, you know, the alleged debunking of it. And there was like this one doctor who goes, well, first, this is just crazy sauce five seconds into it. I was like, okay, well, let's just start throwing ad hominems. <laughs> yeah. Everybody gets it. Like, okay. She came on and said, yeah, I am a world renowned expert, blah, blah, blah. I mean, but you go on like a national news of any other talking head out there, they, they throw up these credentials like, oh, this person is so smart is the, is, you know, what they're trying to tell you without saying it. And it's yeah. like, 
That's, everybody does that. Yeah, I call myself the Denver Libertarian. I'm the only Libertarian in Denver that that, that has these views. So I'm I'm the authority. Yeah. Like, no, it's just it's just a name. You yeah. know, you gotta you gotta think for yourself and do some research yourself to see if you agree with what I say or agree with what that talking head says. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, we have uh, you know, it's basically a uh, Doctor Michael Grieger situation going on from the Cleveland <laughs> Clinic. You know, <laughs> y- yes, he went to medical school and he finished, but he didn't do any residency. Right. Technically, he's not a doctor. You know. <laughs> Was it a uh, Bill Nye, the science guy? Oh yeah, yeah, it's a chemical engineer. Yeah, <laughs> there was. A, oh man, there was a uh, there was a good beam going around, and it was like showing Bill Nye on one side, and it's like Master's chemical engineering, and then it had Dolph Lundgren on the other side, and it was like Master's mechanical engineering, Master's chemical engineering, process engineering, <laughs> a whole bunch of like uh, you know Bachelor of Science or whatever on the other side. He goes, "Who's the real science guy here?" Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's a Von Drago, of course. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's so what, a. Oh, go ahead. No, I was gonna. I was gonna diverge a little bit. What What's your connection to Nebraska? I know you've got something with that, right? <laughs> yeah, I was actually born in Omaha, Nebraska, back in 1979. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, nice. I lived there for a couple of years. Then we moved across the river to uh, Council Bluffs, Iowa. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, at, then we decided to move out west to Nevada. I've lived. You know, Nevada for a little bit, Texas, Louisiana, Georgia, come back to Louisiana. And this this past little go round of going to Dallas and then coming back, I have proven my theory once again that uh, the Baton Rouge area is a black hole. You can't escape. I've tried to escape several <laughs> times and I keep coming back. <laughs> nice. nice. All right. Let's just pump the brakes right there. We'll be right back. Hey, y'all, before we get back into it, I just want to tell you about a new podcast I learned about. It's called The Porcupine Perspective. Check them out. Porcupine, P-O-V dot porcupinepodcast.com. All right. Now that we've paid some of the bills around here, now back to the interview. Yeah, I've got I've got family connection to Nebraska, and I, I went to school at uh, University of Nebraska, too. So that's ah, my little right. connection there. Yeah, that, that's where exactly where I was born. <laughs> yeah, nice. At the University <laughs> Hospital. So there you go. Okay, there you go. Right on. Yeah, I think if you look really closely at my birth certificate, it's stamped Cornhusker for life on it. So <laughs> Tom Osborne is God, something like that. Yep, that sounds about right. <laughs> no, it's like, well, that's funny, too. Speaking of like Nebraska and farming, um, I don't know if you saw this story. And I think it's been this way for a while. In, in Wyoming, they've got it. They passed some kind of legislation, I don't know, four, three or four years ago to where it's more of like a co-op situation where you as a... Uh, uh, a person going in with whatever, I don't know how many other people, 10, 20, I don't really know the ratios, but um, you can, you know, purchase a cow and then like the local guy will just, um, you know, slaughter it. And then you get X portion depending on what you paid in. So it's really kind of a direct, uh, direct to consumer type situation. Yeah. And I think I was that's called a, uh, agitation. Agitation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If I say the word correctly. Like, yeah. Right. <laughs> And I was reading an article this morning, uh, a Tenth Amendment Center article about, I think it was in 1967, which seemed late to me, but there was um, some federal legislation passed to where it essentially was just a giveaway to the large, you know, the large meat slaughterhouses to where that, you know, the smaller slaughterhouses couldn't keep up with the regulations. I mean, you've heard this story before over and over in in a lot of different um, lines of work, but 
that particular legislation was a, 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 just a straight up giveaway to the larger meat packing facilities. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it went into a little bit more about, you know, how this can be uh, disruptive, especially when you get into a situation like we're in now where, yeah, if you infect a couple of those big processing plants, then you've got big problems in your distribution network. And so I, I figured that type of legislation would have occurred earlier. I was surprised to see it was 67. Yeah. Um, 67 does seem a little bit late because um, typically with all those little, like little farm control type stuff, that was like all forties and fifties. Yeah. So, yeah. 67. Yeah. It does seem a little late for that kind of thing. Yeah. I feel like there probably had to have been other things and maybe this one was just a, a whatever kind of seal the deal as it were. Yeah. Because when was like, uh, now oh, who wrote that damn book, that scare tactic book about uh, all the bad things that are happening in the meat processing places. Oh yeah. That was Upton Sinclair. It was a, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was a novel. Uh, was, yep. Nobody, he was like, well, I heard people tell me, I was like, but okay, you know, where are all these <laughs> tens of thousands of people losing their limbs that is ending up in the meat? You know? <laughs> Was that the jungle? Was that that? Yeah, one? the jungle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but all yeah, that stuff was completely fake. <laughs> that just seems like something that you know was told you know at the bar late at night, like, oh yeah, that guy fell into that tank and now his arms in the meat supply or something. You're like, really? All right, whatever. I'm gonna write a book about it. Why not? <laughs> yeah, it's like, hey, I'll pay a couple bucks for like a really really intense story about what's happening in the meatpacking plant. Right. Like, oh yeah, Joey over there lost a thumb. <laughs> it's like what? Yeah, and so uh, and it was completely fake and fabricated, and then uh, of course it's all sensationalized. And so, okay, well, we're gonna go inspect the meatpacking places. Oh my God, there's right. blood on the floor of a slaughterhouse. <laughs> oh no! Do you, do you understand the process that goes on here? <laughs> yeah, especially if you go to a kosher uh, slaughterhouse where they actually have to slit the throat of the animal. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Just let it let it drip out. Yeah. <laughs> when you think about like the, you know, the media or lack of media, I don't know what the, the right way to phrase it is. You know, if you get something reported like that back then where it was a very you know handful of media outlets versus now, just kind of circling back to that uh, pandemic video, you know, you have the options now to find other sources of information. Like you're not just going through the official channels. Yeah. And back then, you know, it was a different scenario. Like you may just see what's in the paper and well, that that's really all the only thing I can go on other than maybe some small, you know, local independent thing. So, it, it, you know, it's kind of like a double edged sword. Now you've got so much information that you have to wade through. And then you get the situation of, you know, YouTube, Google, whoever, just like, oh, well, you're just not going to see this. Like we're, <laughs> we're going to go back to controlling that a little bit more. I mean, it's kind of not, not coming full circle, but kind of coming back to trying to consolidate what you see or control what you see versus you being able to see things on your own and make your own assumptions. Yeah. And that's even if you want to take the time to even use the internet for that purpose. You right. Know, I can see a hundred different cat videos of, you know, basically the same theme. Cat's going to do something silly, <laughs> but I don't see anybody saying, Oh, well, this is how you go through here and change a part out on a broken dishwasher. You know? <laughs> right. So yeah, it's uh the information is there. I don't think people are necessarily looking for it. They they uh, kind of want to just handle their day to day stuff without getting too hassled, right? So even you know back in the '90s and everything, like your local and national news was on in the background while everyone ate dinner, and that was that was the extent of your current events, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, or whatever you read in the paper that morning. 
Right. And just the, the consistency across the media coverage where it's like the story you heard I don't know, down in Louisiana is the same story you got in Denver, Colorado, like, you know, whatever that video is where they put up the 50 people kind of repeating verbatim the same line yeah. you know, in the same cadence on every local news channel. It's just that really just like, ah, that just, just makes you feel so dystopian. You're just like that, that is, that is some shit. Yeah. Those, those videos are always, yeah. That if anything is going to make your spine tingle a little bit, it's, it's like, okay, 50 people in 50 different parts of the country and they're all reading the same press release in exactly the same way, the same <laughs> inflections. And, you know, maybe you have like a few people, you know, sprinkled in here is going to say it a little bit different, kind of make it their own, but it's still basically the same information. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely enough to get your uh, heebies jeebed. <laughs> That's for sure. Man. <laughs> Yeah. So it's a, uh, yeah, yeah, totally. There's not a controlled press out there. That's just going to read a press re- press release and not do any digging on their own. Right. Well, the other thing too, is like you look uh, at least I do a fair amount of tracking local news stories from like the Twitter side of things just, and I mainly do it because you'll see the headline of the tweet. You click on the article, you get about three paragraphs in and like, there's the actual information or there's like, the real story, or here's how you should have phrased that opening line. And instead you get, you know, just the very basic, um, just kind of like, Oh, well, Denver says you got mayor of Denver says you have to wear masks. Well, you drill down a bit more you don't really have to do that, but that's like on the third paragraph. And of course nobody goes that far Yeah, and they just go, well, that, Oh, there, there it is. And, and may, many people just go straight to the comments and it's just so predictable with, you know, someone calling you a libtard or just a, a Trump, Trumpy Trumperton or whatever, whatever the word of the day is. Oh yeah. I and love to get those. <laughs> yeah. It's just so, it's just so tried and so, so tired and just like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's just it, that part of it too is it's just so predictable. And you're like, how do you people just get so stuck in this mentality that you cannot go anywhere else? Yeah, I I can understand tribalism to a little bit of an extent, but going so far right. as to demonize anybody else who's got some other kind of thought, <laughs> right? That part is scary. Yeah. Yep. And uh, and especially being you know the type of people that we are, you know, where we will torch both sides of it. <laughs> right. It gets it gets pretty fun. It's like, uh, you know, I the the thing I really hate is the hashtag libertarian on uh, Instagram. Because everything but libertarianism is on that hashtag. <laughs> and there's always like Trump supporters in there. And it's like, if you do, oh, yeah. you know, like oh, if yeah. you support Trump, and it's like, I, I don't support war criminals. And they go back to right. it is like that account has blocked you. <laughs> I was like, man, we didn't even get into an argument about that one. Right. I wasn't yeah, even accused no, of being no an Obama bot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, yeah. You don't, it doesn't matter what you say. Someone's going to accuse you of being for the other team. They're like, no, I'm, I'm not really into that team team thing too much when it comes to politics. That's kind of a thing. <laughs> and I guess that was that was something that like um, with your podcast and several other of our sort of little group of podcasters, just having that conversational side of it. And yeah, whether or not you agree with everything, like that's not really the point. It's you're having that you're sitting there talking about it. You're having dialogue. You're working your way through it. Yeah. I think that's what thing that one thing that draws me to a lot of the a lot of podcasts like yours 
specifically. And you just, you just sit down, you just talk it out. Yeah. Yeah. Just have a look. Uh, I like to call these like the, the back porch or the barbecue episodes. Cause it's basically yeah. how we would act, you know, barbecuing or sitting on the back porch, drinking a beer or whatever. Yeah, exactly. And I have, I mean, I've got a couple in real life, uh, libertarian type people that I hang out with and it's the same thing. Usually it's, yeah, you know, we're just sitting around having some beers, you know, sitting somewhere and just talking about stuff. Like there's, there's never like, Oh, here's what we're going to talk about tonight. <laughs> there's no like set, there's no set dialogue. It's just like, yeah, we're going to show up. You're just going to start, uh, you know, shooting the shit a little and just, you know, talk it out, talk about stuff, talk about life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ray on the government too. Yeah. <laughs> well, the government did this thing. Ah, boo. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. I remember, uh, when I was up in Dallas, I had uh Donnie Gebert come on and like about an hour and a half into it, he was like, he was like visibly frustrated that I hadn't talked about his book yet. <laughs> He's like, Oh my God, we've been at this over an hour and haven't talked about my book. I was like, okay, yeah, let's get into that. <laughs> uh, that was good stuff though. It's good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. That's good. <laughs> but yeah, I do. I do love doing the conversational style. It's uh, I, I think far and away better than if I actually had like something outlined and, I was like, okay, I'm going to ask him this question. Then I'm going to ask him that question. Right. Right. And there's, there's nothing necessarily wrong with that format. I think it just takes a little bit more, I don't know, not, I guess kind of planning. Like you got to really kind of think it out. Like you're kind of trying to tell a story a little bit versus just be conversational. Just have a, con- you know, just talk it out. Yeah. 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 It's a uh, pretty good stuff. I had to stop for a second. There was a guy like walking down the street, but he stopped. And he just kind of looked at my house and then kept walking. So I was like, what you doing, buddy? <laughs> that happens now too. Cause I mean, my, my little home office setup is, is in the front. And so I'm, I'm like working, see, see somebody walking by. I'm like, what's that guy doing over there? <laughs> Do I know that guy? <laughs> yeah. He starts to not- notice a little, a little more of the stuff that goes on in the neighborhood while you're not there. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, why are those two cars parked over there? That store's not even open. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Well, speaking of parked cars, that's funny too, because I live sort of close to an open space area and it has a big parking lot. And of course, when all this started to go down, they had to like block off all the park, all the access to the parking lot. Yeah. So naturally people just park in the neighborhood nearby and walk into the park. Yeah. So it's like, you didn't solve the problem like, that you were trying to prevent. <laughs> like people are still parking and going there. Like, I don't, I don't understand this. Yeah, at some point, people are just going to get fed up and they're going to tear down your stupid little construction tape and go in there anyway. Yeah, that's yeah, that's definitely happening here. I, I've seen that riding the bike around with the kids. It wasn't me, I promise. <laughs> totally wasn't me. Not at all. <laughs> I don't have scissors in my bag. <laughs> yep. Why, why would I do that? Why would I have that? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, that was always kind of fun to read in the in the news story. It was like, well, he had a burglar kit with him. I was like, really? What was in the burglar kit? It was like, well, he had some, he had a screwdriver and a wrench. It's like, oh, you mean like tools for his car? Right. <laughs> I got one of those in my car right now. Yeah, really. It's pretty nice uh, craftsman set, actually. So. Yeah, yeah. Give it back. Don't, don't steal it from me. Yeah, it's like where I'm at, there's a, a little convenience store like right across the street, and it's a Vietnamese couple that owns it. And as soon as this whole thing started, they completely shut down. It was like, yeah, we're not we're not going to deal with this. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, during the day, I'll, I'll look over there. There's like weird cars parked over there all the time <laughs> where the two uh, driver doors are like parked right next to each other. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, okay, something shady's going on over there, but <laughs> it's not my business. <laughs> what is the, uh, what is like the liquor store or not liquor store, but like, um, have any alcohol regulations been modified down where you're at because uh, like any loosening of things? Uh, I want to say that they were trying to float this idea that you can get like a to-go drink order, but I think mm. they were still going to enforce the open container thing, which is hilarious down here in Louisiana. We have drive through daiquiri <laughs> shops. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And their idea <laughs> of having a closed container, you know, where you get like the little styrofoam cup and the little plastic lid is to put a piece of tape over the straw hole. Right. That, that would be right. considered a closed container. Yep. Which we all know two seconds after you get in the, get it into the car, that little piece of tape is coming off and the straw is going in. But uh, right, <laughs> yeah, they've they've done that here in Denver too. Because um, at my little pizza place, they were like advertising, "Yeah, we can do beer to go now." And so the first time I went in there, it was just whatever plastic cup lid. Here yeah. you go, off you go. Next time I go in there, the guy pours it puts the thing on and then here comes this big old sticker. I mean, the sticker is like, I don't know, inch and a half by two inches or something. Yeah. Covers the whole top smacks that thing right down. And I'm like, Oh, they're making you do that now. (laughs) (laughs) Just like, yeah. (laughs) So I I don't know. It's just just aggravating. Cause you're like, if I go to the liquor store and buy whatever, six pack cans, bottles, whatever, I can still just pop one open if I really, really want to. Like, is it, that much different for me to like just pull off this plastic lid and <laughs> just start drinking the thing yeah versus like popping the top off a off a bottle it doesn't doesn't make any sense so yeah or just take the plastic lid off stick the straw in it that way the tape is still on it so if you do yeah. get pulled over just put the plastic <laughs> lid back on top well here's the other funny thing too so they put the sticker like right on top of where the straw would go um and of course it's, it's a beverage that has pressures that need to release because it's a beer. Right. And so as I'm driving home, it starts just like foaming out of the, you know, the, the weakest place, which is around the perimeter of the lid yeah. and just oozing down into my cup holder. And I'm like, so, <laughs> cause now just, I've got beer in my car, you know? Right. That, <laughs> yeah, so, that, who that actually happened to me once I was uh, driving home and I picked up a six pack of cans and I had to stop real quick because uh, a car like short stopped at a stoplight. And so before I could reach over and like grab the can of beer, like one of them like flew out and uh, hit just at the right spot to pop the little pop top in there. And then I had beer all over the <laughs> all over the mats and I was like trying to get home. I'm like, God damn it. God damn it. So I ended up getting pulled over and I was like, no fucking way. <laughs> I've got, of like, course. Yeah. It comes in there as well as he goes. Hmm. I was like. Honestly, I had to shortstop. One of the cans busted open. I haven't been drinking. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, come on out. I was like, oh, damn it. Motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> End up having to do the little uh, drunken gymnastics on the side of the road. That's always fun. Oh, geez. Yeah. And then you uh, look and you're like, recognize the guy because you went to high school with him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, come on, man. Are you? <laughs> oh, well. oh yeah. Speaking of speaking of cops, man, I was watching. Uh, I think the wife and I were watching like I don't know, twenty twenty or something last night. And there was a it was a it was a murder thing. My wife's been like, I want to watch murder stuff lately. I'm like, okay. Why are you, are you taking notes? That? Yeah, yeah. 
that I was like, all right, we'll watch it. We'll watch it. And I don't know. The story isn't really important, but um, what the cops did, they took, you know, there was a lady who got accused of murder. They went and got her kids when she was in, you know, down at the jail. They go pick up their kids, take them to two different jails and interrogate them separately. One of the son they interrogated for three days without releasing him. And I, I just turn over to my wife. I'm like, see, it's okay to kidnap kids as long as you're a cop. And she kind of goes, oh, I never thought about that before. I was like, this is great. Getting some uh, learning moments here. I can, uh, not in an adversarial way, just like, no, nah, look at that. that. They can just take your kids. It's great, right? Totally cool, right? Yeah. Um, having adopted two kids out of foster care, I can tell you right now, it's like, uh, you hear some of the stories and it's like, um, it's like, okay, well, we caught mom smoking a J and mm-hmm. then they came and take him, took him away. And you're like, they're like, <laughs> wait, she was just smoking a J. Well, I mean, was she right. like blowing the smoke in the kid's face? Did she yep. smack the kid around afterwards? What, what's going on? I was like, no, we, we caught her smoking a J. I was like, okay, so why yeah. do you have the kids? Right. And of course the social worker is like, well, because she was smoking marijuana. I was like, okay. Uh, okay yeah. And <laughs> come on, there's gotta be more to this story. I yeah, mean, yeah, she no, was, yeah, yeah. she put the J out on like on the kid's back or whatever. It's like, no. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay. Ground, right. that, yeah. Existing with a plant. That's, that's grounds for yeah. uh, removal of the kid. Yeah. 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 It's a uh, really, really crazy. And then, you know, then you get stories like the ones that uh, came attached with my kids and then you're just like, okay, no, I understand. I understand why you took them. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, there's that thing going around Twitter today, like some video, of some lady down in Australia out protesting in there. I, I didn't have the audio on, so I don't get the context, but they end up hauling her off and you just see one officer holding the kid and the kid's just whatever, probably four or five years old, kicking and screaming, like you're taking mom away right in front of me like how traumatic is that that's just awful to think about for the kid yeah if you ever want that cortisol level to just rise instantly you know just you know kidnap mom right in front of you right <laughs> exactly jeez well maybe that'll make him a lifelong uh passion for distrusting authority maybe that'll to phrase that the right way yeah <laughs> oh that's that oppositional defiance disorder Yep. You yep, got told to do go. something and you don't want to do it. Yep. <laughs> We're going to put that in the DSM. <laughs> now we can say, look, you're crazy. We have it in mm-hmm. our book. <laughs> yep. It says so right here. Yep. I, well, like, I think that was part of the, vi- that was part of the video too. Like the Australian cop, whatever they call him down there has this like binder and you can see, she's just reading from it. Like, uh, I, I'm not taking any personal thought here. I'm what it says here in the book is what I'm doing. <laughs> Cause that's exactly what you want in a cop, right? Just right. not thinking about anything. Just following the rules. <laughs> and reading it straight from the rule book. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's something that the Australians now have over the American police because they don't even care what the rule book says. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least the Australian one has to read what's in the book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I may have to rethink about this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, it gets it gets pretty fun. It, you watch start start watching some of those uh, cop videos where it's like, okay, well, I have to write you a ticket. Why? Well, you're sitting here on a bench next to your wife. Uh, you're not maintaining social distance. It's like, but right. it's my wife. It's my wife. <laughs> I was like, I probably shared more germs with this woman. <laughs> <You know? laughs> well, that's the latest scary story. Uh, scary story too is that uh, 
it can be passed uh, allegedly through your semen. So now everybody's <laughs> got to stop having sex. No more sex allowed during COVID outbreak. It was the one thing we had to look forward to while we're all cooked up in the house. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> the wife's got to put out. We're, we're both here together. <laughs> <sighs> Damn government. Oh, man. Ruining everything. Yeah. As soon as, I, as soon as I saw the headline, I was like, oh, they found it in semen. I was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> sure they did. <laughs> no way in a million fucking years. You know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, what are you going to do? Status is going to state, yo. Yep, that's how it goes. <laughs> keep on, keep on trucking. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so did you hear the news about the about the Childerberg dose getting moved? Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I retweeted it to help spread the word. I don't know. Do you know the name of the new place so you can shout it out? Uh, yeah, it's actually at a different park in the Austin area. It's going to be the same dates though, and uh, I I kind of don't know. I'm, I can't go. A whole bunch of people that I talk to aren't going to be there, so. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do, but uh, maybe. Yeah. It'll just be a small gathering of the Texas folk this year and then ramp up, ramp it up for next year. Yeah. Let's see. How do you pronounce the, the, the third one? Cause it's in a different uh, yeah, language he, than yeah, I'm Yeah. He had it in with. Cyrillic. <laughs> um, and I think that's Russian for three. Yeah. 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 So children are so just dose. saying three. Yeah. Yeah. Childerberg dose will be held at Mule, Mule Shoe. No way you can pronounce that without sounding drunk. <laughs> Mule Shoe Bend Recreation Area, May 23rd to 26, 2020. And right, they have, have enough space to accommodate everyone who has signed up already. Well, yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I don't think a lot of people are going to be able to show up. I'm not going to be able to show up. So, Yeah. yeah <sighs> I, don't, I, I, had, I had plans on doing this year, and then I don't think it's going to work out, but... Yeah, it was so bad. Like a month after we started this whole lockdown thing, I get an email from the guy that I was uh, sending out to have the vehicle magnet put for the chilldozer on the van. Oh, yeah. He's like, I'm going to have to refund your money. <laughs> I was like, why? He's like, well, my printing business was deemed non-essential, so I won't oh, be able to get geez. this order out in time. So I'm going to have to refund your money. Man. I was like, damn it. I was like, okay. I was like, well, I kind of figured that was going to happen. Yeah. And then the national convention was also was like, yeah, the Marriott just started canceling our rooms without telling us. Yep. So that was just bound to happen. I guess uh, there'll be some other kind of gathering later on that we'll call like Childerberg 2.5 or something. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> no, and it's, it's disappointing too. I mean, from the moment that that became an idea, I was just like, this is fantastic. I'm so <laughs> glad that like, Jacob took that and ran with it because it, you know, it's just like, here, let's just get together with some people down in Texas. Yeah. And let, that's it. That's that. That's it. That's great. <laughs> Is there a lake? Yeah, there's a lake. Okay. All yeah. Right. yeah. I'm okay. In. I'm in. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, I was disappointed too. The, the first one I was uh, really wanting to go. And so I'm just waiting, waiting, waiting. And they announced the date and I look at the calendar. I'm like, son of a gun. There's something that we had committed to already. <laughs> And it was something that, you know, was kind of important for the wife and the family. So I was like, I can't, I can't uh, Family first, any, anytime. Yeah. Yep, yep, absolutely. And then a week before, or maybe it, was, it wasn't even a week before. It was like a few days before, oh, we had to cancel because one of the other families that was hosting the thing had an emergency. And I was like, oh, I'm free. 
but then I was like, ah, now it's going to be like a really expensive ticket. And I was like, ah, I just, I can't. So yeah. I was really happy for this year. I was like, this is going to be the year. Number two, I'm in. <laughs> and then the damn COVID. <laughs> Wait one more year, one more year. And then the stupid Koof cough. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was looking forward to this one because I was uh, looking forward to like going to hang out at the convention for a little bit, you know, come back to Childerberg, hang sure. out, uh, do a whole bunch of stuff. And it was good to see people that I hadn't seen for a couple of years. So I was like, okay, yeah, this would be, this would be awesome. Yeah. <sighs> Cause yeah, you're not doing anything actively anymore, but you were just going to go there sort of just to kind of observe or what were you thinking? Yeah. I was thinking maybe getting like a press pass to do a podcast a row like they had at the last one. Oh yeah. And maybe sure. just record a few while I was there. And yeah, then uh, nice. come back to Childerberg, record a few, just like I did at the last one with uh, Mr. Sue and yeah. uh, drunk off her ass, Anna Adams coming up behind me. <laughs> <laughs> like, didn't even ask to be on the show. I was like, I'm just going to be on your podcast. I was like, okay, go for it. If that's not advertising enough to come to <laughs> Chili Do's or Trace or whatever, I don't know what is. Drunken people walking up behind you. <laughs> yeah, this one was, was going to be so huge, too. I'm a little disappointed, but that's okay. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Will it, will it rebound? Will the market allow it to occur? <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel about my uh, Teespring store. I thought it was like, I'm now beginning to, it's like, I think the market has spoken. Nobody is buying this stuff. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. I feel bad. I'm sitting here in a Liberty Mug shirt. I should have I should have ordered a, a shirt from uh, the Rebel, but. Nah, that's okay. It's like, <laughs> I've got maybe about 10 to 12 sales out of it. So I, I made a little bit. Yeah. Granted, a couple of those were mine, but that's okay. <laughs> you don't need, nobody needs to know about those two. Yeah. Those is total sales, total sales. It's legit. Yeah. So it was, uh, it was fun. It's a, uh, it's always a great time. Um, yeah. About the only thing I missed at the first one was, uh, Rollo's, uh, fruitcake, uh, Maddie K getting completely like falling over drunk and then being com- almost completely sober 20 minutes later. <laughs> it's like a feat of human strength. I love the, these stories are already kind of legendary. So it's like, I know all the stories because I've heard all of you guys talk about them, but I'm like, I, de- I definitely was not there, but I know all of the stories. <laughs> Maybe I don't know all of them, but I know a lot of them. Yeah, it was, it was pretty fun. It was pretty fun. And then at night, the uh, damn insects wouldn't shut the fuck up. So that was, that was oh, awesome. Good. <laughs> Cicadas. That, that's, a con- that's a concern for me because uh, here in Colorado, it's dry and there are very, very few bugs. We have wasps that's, and mosquitoes. That's about it. Yeah. But like you get me in humid and it's, you know, it's a dry heat here in Colorado. You get me down in humidity and I'm just like, oh, this is awful. I'm just sweating. I don't like this. Yeah. But May, I'll do it for Childerberg. Yeah. May is not too bad. I mean, at least the wind's kicking up. It's not balls ass hot like it is in like July and August. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. Okay, that, that's good. Especially that little spot on Lake Buchanan like all of the cicadas that were up in the trees that were quiet during the day, like as soon as the sun went down, it was just like all in the trees, like right above us. I was like, going, no fucking way. There's no way I'm going to be able to sleep. <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was pretty fun, but uh, I think that's, that's good. a pretty good spot to drop it off. Uh, you have any plugs that you want to let the listeners know about? Yeah, uh, definitely. The, the, the main, the main place to go is denverlibertarian.com got the links to all the other things i do i'm out on twitter handle is d-e-n libertarian and same handle i believe on instagram those are probably the two two most popular places to find me yep that's a it's a good read too so i highly suggest it so great thank you much ah not a problem thanks for being on uh we'll talk to you next time okay
All right. Sounds good. Check you later. All right. Out. All right, folks. And there he goes. Denver, the libertarian, Denver, libertarian, Nick. <laughs> uh, if you could, I uh, spoke about the Teespring store down, you know, before, and uh, I'm seriously considering just closing shop on that. Haven't made a sale in months and I look at it and the views are like one here, one there, one, you know, two here. Uh, 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 it's crazy. So uh, if you could, if you want to buy a t-shirt or a mug, it's down there in the Teespring store, the links down below. Uh, also all of the different ways that you can support the show. You know, I got the Patreon subscribe star and the, the float and uh, I got a key base account, all kinds of stuff. So um, if you could check out those show notes, I'll have uh next stuff, uh, all hot link down there too. So you ain't got to go through the duck, duck, go or the start page and search for it. You know, you'll have it all right there. So anyways, guys, uh, thanks for tagging along uh, during this conversation. And we'll be back next time with a brand new episode of rebel with a cause. Mm-hmm.